0: Hello? There we go. Hello. Thank you very much, Jeff. Uh, Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mark McCall. I'm a managing director at iSelect Fund. We are a venture capital firm headquartered in the Midwest. With me is Ed Rogers. He's the CEO and co founder of Bonimos, one of our exceptional portfolio companies. Um, I just want to just first first of all say thank you again to Jeff uh, to Fifth Element everyone else fantastic conference Uh, I am not from a family office, but I feel like I'm in a family of 300 people right now So this is right down our alley, and I and I love everything that's going on here Uh, Just a few words about iSelect. again. We are a venture capital firm. We're headquartered in the Midwest in st. Louis we primarily invest in food and agriculture uh, and healthcare and life sciences, a little bit of resource efficiency as well. Uh, we have over 50 portfolio companies, um, and importantly, we are an open ended, evergreen platform, making it very accessible for investors to invest uh, in the companies that we bring onto our platform, which is about two companies uh, every month, uh, to invest on a continuous basis and also to develop customized investment plans. Uh, so happy to talk about that at some point later. So, uh, Ed. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce the company, but one of the things I'd like to point out is the title of this talk starts with Natural Nutritious Sugars, and I'm quite sure that most of you have not seen the words nutritious and sugars in the same sentence. So with that in mind, I'd like to maybe introduce the company a little bit and and perhaps give the audience a little bit of a taste of of what that means.
1: So defend and justify the title? (laughs) There you go. Uh, so our company is a three-year-old startup based in uh, Virginia, and uh, Nutritious Sugar, so two takeaways um, right off the bat. Uh, nutritious Sugar is a thing, and our company has a technology. Our, our technology will democratize Nutritious Sugar, so making Nutritious Sugar affordable for mass market adoption. So uh, it's important to acknowledge whenever you're talking about an alternative to regular sugar, to sucrose, that you know, sucrose is the gold standard of of sugar, of sweeteners. It's, uh, it's great tasting, uh, it's very functional in foods. Sugar does a whole lot of things in foods beyond just in part sweetness. It provides the structure to foods, it reduces water activity in baked goods, so it helps reduce microbial contamination. It depresses the freezing point in ice cream to le- result in a creamy ice cream. Um, so these are all things that sugar does. So it's, uh, it's great tasting, it is functional, and it's cheap. So all alternatives are going to be judged, at least by the consumers and by all of you, against those three things. Uh, you know, how, how does it taste? And w- does it function well in foods? Uh, and w- what's the cost? So rare sugars. Um, we have a process for producing um, rare sugars. They most commonly want, well, some of you may have heard about this, allulose and tagatose. Um, allulose and tagatose are called rare sugars. Uh, they occur uh, naturally, uh, they occur in fruits and some um, grains and, and actually tagatose occurs in the cacao tree, the tree that produces the, the bean for chocolate. Uh, but they occur in such tiny quantities that they have the, the, uh, the um, nom- nominal what's the word I'm looking for, the name, rare sugars, and uh, they can't effectively be harvested. There are processes for making these rare sugars that are expensive, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, But uh, what you really need to know, I I hope you might want to know, is that they uh, really shine when it comes to health. So allulose and tagatose do not raise your blood sugar level. In fact, tagatose has been shown in phase three clinical trials to reduce blood sugar levels. So not just not raise, but actually reduce. Uh, They are not going to cause cavities. Tagatose has even been shown to break up dental plaque so it's good for oral health, it can be used in toothpaste and mouthwash. Uh, they both contribute to um, weight control. They are extremely low calorie. Uh, they give a sense of satiety. They don't trick the brain into overeating. The brain thinks of them just like regular sugar, and so they're not gonna lead to overeating. And then uh, the last one I'll mention is gut health. Tagatose is like a prebiotic, so it's, it's um, it is like a dietary soluble fiber. It goes into the large intestine. It feeds the good gut bacteria in the large intestine, and leads to all sorts of good things there. Um, so they um, and there's a host of other health benefits that I could get into if time permitting. Um, so they're uh, great for you. They're not just benign. They're actually beneficial. So sometimes we say beyond benign, ben- they are beneficial, and. Uh, they also don't taste weird. There's no aftertaste from tasting these things. They taste more, very much like regular sugar. The, the sweetness is almost identical. Uh, they function in foods the way that regular sugar does, all the things that I mentioned before. Um, and um, so that's what
0: they are. So as I mentioned earlier, our two, our two primary verticals are, are food and agriculture and healthcare life sciences. And traditionally, we had they were somewhat separate verticals we are seeing an extremely tight, you know, an increasing, based on the research, a extremely tight relationship between our food, our diet, and our health. And indeed, a New York Times article about a week and a half ago was called, Our Food is Killing Us. And in it, they cited the CDC with a statistic that said that there are 100 million, I'm sorry for the kind of stats here, but this, this is important. There's so 100 million U.S. adults, almost half the population, that are either diabetic or pre-diabetic so most of those pre-diabetic don't know that they that their blood sugar levels are, are, are elevated and that the number single number one cause of death of mortality in the United States is diet and nutrition related and all the derivations that come from that so we spend over a trillion dollars a year in this country alone in the treatment of chronic disease that's generally, that, that is a genesis from our food and our diet. What if we could shift those dollars from tre- at the end of the, of the cycle, if you will, treating those diseases to the beginning of the cycle and produce a healthier diet, healthier foods, healthier sugars in this case, and not only decrease our healthcare costs as we go forward, uh, but obviously create a, a much healthier population. So we get up every day, we, 90% of our investments are in food and agriculture and healthcare. We think about this every single day. And this, this particular company is, is one of our premier portfolio companies that is, that is living that um, every day. So Ed, you also talked about, let's, let's get into the affordability side of it a little bit. So, these, so just to be clear, this is an existing natural sugar. It is not an artificial sweetener. It's not a high intensity sweetener. This is an existing natural sweetener, uh, sugar that's just very difficult to access right now, and thus it's very expensive. So one of the other things that we and everyone else here, I believe, wants to is bring healthy nutrition to, to, the, to the masses, to, to everybody, not just those that can afford it in a suburb, wherever, and have organic and local and fresh and so forth. So one of the most important things is having access to this, to, to, to access to the sugar, which of course then leads to being adopted by the CPGs and being adopted by even the junk food makers. Imagine eating a candy bar that's actually good for you. Having your kids drink apple juice, let's say, that actually is good for you. So once you talk a little bit about the affordability side of it, how you're accomplishing that, maybe by cutting out the steps from the existing uh, process, and how important that is to you as a company.
1: Sure, so some of the large food ingredient manufacturers, the large corn refiners, are starting to recognize the opportunity with allulose and, and tagatose. Um, um, but they're using technology that is inefficient, which I, I'll explain briefly and can talk offline um, more about that. They, uh, what they do is they start with cornstarch to make allulose. Uh, and there's a multi-step process, multiple steps, um, with extremely low yields. Uh, Tagatose is a little bit different. Tagatose actually starts with uh, lactose, so milk sugar. But again, a multi-step process and extremely low yields. What Bonomos does that's different is that we do start with starch. Now, it's not corn, and maybe there's time to talk about that. Uh, But we we can produce nearly 100% yields in a single step, so a single conversion step. So what we're doing is we're producing six to eight times the yields that the incumbent companies can do and we are eliminating processing steps. And the assets that we use, or the, the production equipment that we use, is very much like high-fructose corn syrup production um, assets. Of, uh, when it comes to the crystallization, it's very much like regular sugar. Um, and so we can, because of our high yields and our, our efficient process, which eliminates these processing steps, we can be cost advantage even at small scale. But what's really exciting is If you imagine shifting some of the, shifting the supply chains for high fructose corn syrup and the manufacturing assets for high fructose corn syrup at massive volume, we could be on cost parity with high fructose corn syrup. And that's when we go from being merely a really great investment opportunity to an opportunity to affect the world and affect public health on a broad scale. That's exciting about, that's that's fun to get up in the morning to work
0: on. And to that end, just, 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 just to frame where the company is, uh, they're still in the process of, of, of developing a, a pilot plant. But they have contracts with some of the largest companies in the world. Some of the largest CPG companies in the world are in active discussions um, with them. I'm not saying this just from a, from a promoting the company standpoint, just that the message is getting through to the larger. Uh, influencers, if you will, on a global basis that, that the product exists, it can be made affordable, it'll, it'll become less expensive as the development costs, incre- um, um, you come down that cost curve, um, and that, and for all of you and for all the people that we also talk to, that there will, that there is a solution to this. Uh, Ed and others, in particular Ed's company, um, we think is going to be bringing this um, to the market um, in, in due yeah, time. And
1: I'll talk to that a little bit. So we'll be in production next year. Uh, so, commercial scale production next year we are in the final stages of negotiating a manufacturing partnership with one of the major potato processors. so they have uh, starch that's left over from the cutting of potatoes for french fries. Uh, one of the advantages of that is that it 's available to us at a low cost it is non GMO and it 's not corn. If any of you watch the Super Bowl ads of corn sweeteners have a little bit of a bad name in, in the United States. Uh, and uh, this is a, it's a fantastic company that, that sees the tr- strategic opportunities to them to having potatoes turned into uh, healthy, affordable sugar. Um, but they are go- going a step further. They, they want to be not only the supplier of the starch, but actually the host site for our first plant and probably operate the plant for us, provide the labor and the supervisory um, people that are necessary, so an O&M contractor and and then uh, an equity participant as well. Um, We we have a great, uh, partner on the distribution side, so we've chosen not to go directly to the CPGs ourselves. Uh, in North America, we just signed. Actually, I got the copy today, in the by email, uh, a distribution agreement with um, one of the major corn. I mean, I'm sorry, one of the major sugar refiners and and brands in the world. Uh, so uh, they they are already having the conversations with the large CPGs, and we've got multiple other partnerships we're working on.
0: We. A lot of this conference is on uh, on the renewable energy side, carbon emissions, sustainability, and and this is more so on food and health, which impacts billions as well, too. However, which is primarily aligned with, with SDGs two and three. Um, but however, there is a sustainability aspect to what Ed is doing as well, too. And maybe you can talk a little bit about that, how so not only is it healthier, This is also a more efficient and less intense production process. Sure. So
1: I see we're running out of time, but just two things I'll mention quickly. The amount of water that's required to produce the starch that we will use in our production process is much lower than the amount of water that's required to produce a pound of regular sugar. So a pound of our stuff would require a lot less water. Um, but what's really interesting is the opportunity to upcycle these byproduct starch streams. So, I mentioned the potato processor and french fries. Um, we have a really interesting tie in with plant based protein production. So, plant based protein uh, is becoming a bigger thing plant based meats, plant based dairy. Uh, but for every unit of pr- protein produced, there's a lot of starch produced. So, yellow pea that's what Beyond Meat uses. For every unit of, of protein, there's two units of starch. Chickpea is another one. For every unit of proteins, there's three units of starch. Potato actually has an interesting protein, a a very uh, interesting profile. Eight units of starch for every unit of protein. And so there's a glut of this starch that's going to be coming online, and we have an opportunity to offtake that uh, at a good price and turn it into a healthy sugar. Uh, So we're we're excited about that too. So I can't...
0: We've got about a minute according to that right there. Ah, there you go. That's the minute. Um, so i me just make one comment, that if, and if there's a question, I'm happy to to, it, and we'll be here all day. Um, we are tremendously excited about not just Ed as a, as a company, but, but the rest of the companies that are truly trying to, to bridge the gap between our diet and nutrition and our health and wellness. It, I, we just can't emphasize, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, how important that is. If we can shift the dollars from treating after the fact to a healthier diet beforehand, again, not only will we save dollars, but we'll have a much healthier population. And that's what we, as a venture capitalist and investor, um, wake up every day looking to do, um, and happy to have a conversation with any of you about what we're doing further as well, too. One last yeah. thing. So
1: obviously there's limited time. I don't want you to come away thinking, well, there's just some pixie dust we sprinkle on starch and turn it into healthy sugar. There's a little bit more to it, um, but, you know, limited time. And um, we have some really interesting partnerships from a UN perspective. As I'm walking off the stage, I'll keep talking. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, actually, we actually have a strategic investor. It's um, a food and beverage company based in Japan. And then uh, okay, a- yeah, I'm coming. Um, Hold on a
0: second. Right there. <laughs>
1: What? Go ahead, keep uh, going. And, and also a, uh, an energy and biomaterials company based in Thailand. They have access to cassava, which can be an interesting feedstock for us. And uh, there's another uh, UN-related uh, uh, international thing that Mark won't let me talk about. Um,
0: you're going to get the hook in a second. So you're, it's good to go. Right. Ahead. Anyway, thank you very much. I hope this is... A-